Welcome to the Busy Being Born podcast with your hosts Kamande and Kigondu. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Busy Being Born podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Tulikuwa tufanya 21 in a big way. And yeah. guess what? We are doing it even bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to close with uh, season one, with episode 21. But we'll do with 22. So this is like the big one before the close. Yeah. So yeah. we have guests. We have guests. We have stimulating topics. As you've already seen. Maze, it's yeah. exciting. Karibuni sana. Uh, but this episode is brought to you by Funky Science. Funky Science is an education technology company striving to ensure that kinesthetic learning is incorporated into cognitive learning at a young age through creative experimentation. Funky Science delivers creative science experiments via online classes, camps, clubs and events with the aim of encouraging students to love and practice science. The direct beneficiaries of Funky Science are school-going children of ages between 5 and 13. The experiments they have are interactive and encourage children to ask all sorts of questions about science and also to participate in a wide variety of experiments themselves. Um, through these experiments, um, they teach children the value of science in their daily lives and that science is not only manageable but very easy and fun. The experiments are tailored towards providing children with the necessary information and interest that they will require to pursue science-based careers later in their lives. The experiments are simple and use common material that is easily accessible and available and and everyone can identify with and introducing the funky science science kit this is their latest product um and it's doing very well um getting a lot of good reviews um the kit has incorporated um the learning aspects into their novel si- in, into this kit and the kits help children discover new lessons and amazing adventures Each kit has experiment flashcards to guide the child with step-by-step intro- um, instructions on how to conduct um, the experiments. Um, they have content that is fun again, relevant, aligns with educational curricula, whether it's 844, IGCSE, CBC, and develops an innovative spirit um, in learners by using regular everyday tools. Um, funky Science, working towards inspiring the next generation um, of scientists. The founder is um, an industrial chemist by training and a project manager, so she knows what it is and takes to be a good scientist. Um, and yeah, thank you to Funky Science. You can find them everywhere online at uh, Funky Science. That's F-U-N-K-E-S-C-I-E-N-C-E on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There you have it. Yeah, you have it. Karibuni sana. Yeah. Funky Science, our most consistent um, uh, sponsor, sponsor yeah. so far. Yeah? Yeah. For season one. For season one. Tunafako apatia like very grateful. Uh, and yeah, actually, a trophy or something. Yeah, trophy. And, and you know, if, if you t- contact Funky Science, you can always use the code BBB to get a discount. Um, the kit um, is maybe about $40, 4000 mm. But if you use the code BBB, you get a discount for that. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. We have guests. We have guests. We have guests. Do they listen to Chronics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Engine 9. I see you, bro. I see you. Maze, if you listen to the podcast a lot, Unajuanga Kamande always goes on that Chronics vibe. Yeah, in the middle of like a really hot topic. I go, bro, Chronics though. <laughs> Anyway, 
<laughs> we have two gentlemen with us, <laughs> phenomenal human beings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want to jump in with the introductions? Yes, yes. Um, we have the first one is Brian. Brian is a great friend. He's the co-founder and CEO of Housey. Yeah, that's one. Um, I, I like to call him like one of those experimenters and entrepreneurs who are like willing to jump to solve different problems. Um, he's very solution focused, and recently he's the founder of um good the good courses agent agency right um and and i don't know if we'll get into that if we do well and good um his background is that he's an advertiser with vast experience at the intersection of technology marketing and human centered thinking but more importantly he's here because he's recently married hey, yeah he's one one month and uh, maybe um 10 days 20 days into this thing yeah and and today we'll be exploring that um jump from bachelorhood into marriage and that transition becoming a husband yeah. what that means and uh what that signifies in this journey of busy being born for sure for yeah. sure welcome bro good thank to have you. you with us thank you yeah. <laughs> um so this very week that you were getting married yeah Uh, I think Amanda and I were talking on the phone na liko ah I'm going for a wedding that's mm-hmm. the one right Yeah that's the one on a Friday yeah. na mimi liko bro na mimi tomorrow I'll be going for a traditional wedding mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, normally it could be done as the step before the big one but today we look at it as this is also like a climax in its way yeah, yeah? Yep. Uh, so ladies and gents I'd like to introduce a guy we'll be having the chat with A good, a good friend of mine this is one of the smartest uh, brains i know one of the coolest human beings i know in fact uh, 3 4 years ago 345 works yeah he was like bro <laughs> that's a huge range yeah una yeah. fakudandia <laughs> podcasting mm. he's actually the guy who introduced me to podcasting oh, uh, even thanks. before i decided mm. Nigeria, this could be a line i mm-hmm. could take so he's always like five steps ahead of a lot of people if not me mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm super grateful for knowing him uh, so ladies and gents we introduce the one and only Daiga Wawero he is a phenomenal director actor and writer His crafts lie in uh, voice, stage and screen acting and writing. He's a filmmaker and an all-round cool human being, eh? an energetic fellow. Maze like I said, one of my favorite human beings and we are honored to have him with us. Mm. And yes, recently got into the union of matrimony. Yeah. So ladies and That gents. That sounds big, the union of matrimony. Maze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one and only Daiga Waweru. Karibuni sana. Wow. Wow. I've never had my uh, smoke blown up. <laughs> I'll censor that first part. Yeah, thanks thanks for pumping me up like that. <laughs> no, it's the truth, bro. Yeah. It's the truth, man. Yeah. Um I mean the, the idea is to have people who are busy being born and and I think today we want to explore um part of that which is the intersection of um you know not just busy being born but bringing in the idea of uh, masculinity as well what it means to step up from um, you know this life of bachelorhood and making that decision how does that involve um and what it means to be a husband and and some of your lessons from dating courtship into now this other side of it i'm a husband myself and so um first of all again this is very selfish i want to learn i always learn from brian here of course 
um, and, and and I teach him whatever I can, uh, but I'm also here to learn and document those stories. That's what we do at Busy Being Born. And so today is not any different. It's just that um, I, I think this will be more chilled out. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, you want to get into it? Sasa, let's mm. jump in. Mm-hmm. So not so long ago, I was listening uh, to um, one of the most iconic rappers, mm-hmm. as I do. He's not the greatest. To some, he would be. To pack that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the most iconic iconic in terms of what he did with the time that he did and with the works that he put out and i remember one of the lines across my mind ilikuwa or uh, at least that i noted he said i'm not a coward i'm a man mm-hmm. don't even remember the song and ilikuwa oh okay 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 so does that mean being a man is to not be mm-hmm. a coward and maybe that's a place we could start any of us could jump in what do you feel it means to be a man karibuni Wow, that's la- <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be a man? Yeah, yeah. Mm. very open. It means it could go in any direction. Mm. Oh man, that's 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 big. That's yeah. like a big question, right? Yeah, um, and, and probably there's no one answer. But I think the the one thing that keep, keeps coming back again again about being a man, I, I think, is responsibility. One way or another, kunamali too, you'll have to 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 be responsible for something. Yeah, to a family um a business your job I, i feel like there's there's something about responsibility and being a man as we see it today that yeah. those two things are like intertwined yeah and a, a lot of the big steps that you'll take that are seen as uh the steps that a man takes i feel like they involve deciding to be responsible and and the people who um, are not viewed as men are the ones who've shied away from responsibility so rather than taking up uh, something that to be responsible for they just let themselves go alafu au ndo nasikia wazazi wanasema wamepotea yeah yeah so if, I, i don't know for me that's i think that's the first thing that came to my mind yeah. about that responsibility maybe, maybe you have something Yeah I I think I agree with you that uh, you know growing up even as kids I mean the boys are always sort of given made to feel like you know you need to be responsible you know like you know in growing up there is a version of manhood that was that was you know passed down to quite a majority of us that uh, you know as a man you know supposed to cry so you're beaten up but you know don't cry boys don't cry you know you're supposed to be tough you know there's so there's an element of toughness that um you know what commander would say is very strong mas- masculinity and um and also just being able even in that point of you know i remember you know when you were growing up when you're playing all those uh, you know games that we play mm-hmm. and the roles that that boys would play would be more of what he's also said that you know more to protect the family to provide for the family uh to you know work for the family to be at a certain status in in, in the social space and so you know you would play and mimic our uncles our parents uh in the sense that uh you know uh, you grow up you go to school you find a job you buy a car you marry a woman uh you know all those things and uh i think i agree with him that manhood being a man has been sort of put uh for men to be you know responsibility because yeah. um everyone can be uh like when when it comes to par- parenting uh, 
everyone can be a, a father but not everyone can be you know respect not everyone takes responsibility for for, sure. mm-hmm. for their family so i think for me uh, being a man is one just the responsibilities that surround uh, you as a person i think the other thing for me is that is really huge is uh, you know priesthood really strong for me because i believe that men ought to be at the forefront of uh, being the priest in the home mm. uh, it's at the core of it's sort of the center of every other thing that comes around it and and i believe like every other role that comes with being a man is uh, a responsibility yeah uh be it priesthood be it uh, the other role will be just to protect the the family and protection doesn't necessarily mean that you know you have to be there at the gate when the you know robbers <laughs> come in and the wine fighting you could be the most timid guy but i mean you have to protect your family in the at, in all you know elements whether yeah. it's financial elements whether it's spiritual elements social elements uh, i mean every other perspective that life throws that you have to be that person that shows direction and and guidance in as far as protecting them uh is 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 concerned and i think also just for me it's just i think men are supposed to be kings and very few men are raised to know that they're supposed to be kings and not kings in the sense of ruling with an iron fist but leadership in its sense is it's not how you dress it's not how you dress okay okay i mean <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i mean that's 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 another subject altogether mm. because uh i mean people always have that you know first impressions count mm. da, 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 and but i i don't feel like some some of these things that we've meant to define manhood actually make or it's a make or break because they don't make you less of a man if yeah. you're putting on dreadlocks for example uh whether you have a bald head you shave bald because you have uh, challenges with your hair <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make you less of a man yeah. whether you have a beard or not so Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe about the beer that disagree but uh, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of the quotes that um <laughs> I sort of think about when when it comes to manhood and um this is a uh, sort of setting the stage for my question is you know the superior man is he who develops in harmonious proportions his moral, intellectual and physical nature. This should be the end at which men of all classes should aim and it is only which constitutes real greatness. Mm-hmm. So you know there are three aspects that I like to think about which is um you know the moral um the intellectual and physical nature um do, do you have any ideas about any of those three and 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 how um sort of uh, those have defined uh your culmination into the man who you are um what, what what sort of things have you done deliberately on morality for instance um in order to ensure that you know you're the man you are right now intellectually physically mm-hmm. Um, are there things that you do deliberately in any of those um, you know different facets it could be anything really from from you know reading to to what you listen to no i understand to chronics mm-hmm. understand just mm-hmm. putting my thoughts into <laughs> into like my ducks in a row <laughs> yes um so like the the way i think about exactly what you've said because I, i don't think i can repeat what you've said it was <laughs> so intellectual <laughs> maybe i should read more of your quotes to develop intellectually no but <laughs> the, 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 the way i think about it is 
and I'm sorry to go back to responsibility. So it starts with you. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself first because if, if, if you're not right, then you have, you don't have, you don't really have the thing to give to the other people. How, how do you lead others if you can't lead yourself? Yeah. And so leading yourself, what does that mean? Exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Are you taking care of your body? Are you, are you eating right? Um, are you taking care of your mind? Are you, you know, are you, consuming the right things and it's it's all difficult um morally do you have um maybe for me it's important to have and and i understand everybody has different beliefs and and that's okay um but for me it's important to have some sort of inner direction that transcends everything that we look and see so so that's important to me and and it may and it, it it doesn't have to look outwardly the way it looks to every other person you understand what i'm mm-hmm. saying like I, I, it's important to me that it's real on the inside and then i don't have to do all the outside things uh, just to prove to people that oh yes is you filled with the holy spirit <laughs> i'm more concerned with what's happening inside yeah so yes everything you just talked about i i agree that it's really important to consciously take time to develop yourself and and it's and it's all effortful it, it doesn't just fall into place mm-hmm. it's all effortful to to so let's say like uh, developing yourself morally how many times have you been stopped by the cop and asked for a bribe and in that moment you know okay okay here we go like it's either i give a bribe or and i was doing the wrong thing or i go to court and i pay that 20k which i don't have you know the bail so you know it's it's an effort to choose the other way rather than pay the cartel the one thousand. Mm-hmm. I, I think Brian has a, it. I don't know how you came to that because Brian <laughs> has a very rich story on the same element. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing to hear you say that. Happens all that the as time. an example. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, would you like to get into it? Yeah. Tricks? I mean, uh, sure. you know, mo- mo- morality is just. I mean, the, the boundaries that you set on certain issues and uh, the things that you believe uh, are, are important to you and things that you know that you know this past this boundary i can't go past that so uh, you know when he talks about like let's say i mean it's a common thing in this town in this city you're driving in traffic you make mistakes cops stop you and you definitely know that the next thing is not that he's interested in actually justice or yeah you mm. know maintaining law and order it, it's it's about his 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 stomach uh, i mean they're good cops out there but there are few rogue ones that <laughs> mm-hmm. spoil the name for the others and for me i think one of the things that i've just i consciously decided is that you know never give a bribe to a cop simple as that everybody has their own beliefs or you know what they would want to um to do in such scenarios and and people are free to do whatever they feel is true to them as he says yeah? but for me that's one of the conscious things that i put you know like no bribes so i mean a couple of times i've slept in jail in the cell because i refused to part with the bribe many times i've found my time wasted and i accept for my time to be wasted because i actually believe that i actually made a mistake and so if it cost me my time i mean well and good it's, it's a price to pay but the essence of everything has to be i will not give you a bribe and there are many instances uh i mean there are many instances that i could enumerate but i 
have never uh you know given a bribe and that's just the way it's going to be yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to be clear i have given many bribes <laughs> <laughs> i do not have a lot of times i've just been looking around and i'm like yeah, hey yeah. Yeah. this 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 ah, no no yeah. no yeah so man good on you because yeah, i know in know. that moment how it feels yeah to be like i, I know what i should do mm. i know i should yeah do this thing to the end come on the weekend especially on a friday you know yeah. when they get you on a friday yeah. and they are threatening to throw you in and you know the next time you'll get out is it's, monday, it's monday. Mm. you're like ah there's no way <laughs> this is happening Wanda. yeah so man if you're doing the thing <laughs> hey, cheers yeah. well i i think it all comes down to a lot because giving a bribe not that i'm encouraging it doesn't no, make you I less do of a man yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but i'm saying when it comes to uh, the position of the man is knowing that every choice you make has a consequence. Has a consequence. Choosing not to pay then means, ah, man, they'll waste my time, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Choosing to pay then also means I'm growing this uh, monster and encouraging it in a way and this guy will do it yeah. to another guy, etc, etc. Yeah. Uh, so let's come back to that, yeah? Sure. How it feels once you make these choices. And I'll flip it back to a throwback in some way. When was the first time you felt like a man? Like it hit you, oh shit, I am a man. I'll give you an example, probably a silly one, a really recent one. Uh, it's not mine, but it started uh, making me think, oh shit, now I'm looked at different. I don't know, maybe it's cause of my physicality, maybe it's cause of many other things. But we were doing, thankfully I'm back to rehearsals, yeah? So uh, jumped onto this new project, very interesting, lessons for days, uncomfortable as hell but we learn a lot in discomfort so every time before you do such projects plays etc you sort of do warm-up games so one of the games and we do a lot of childlike play, uh, games yeah so there was this song Nigeria. I want, I no, want, I want, I want this girl to come and dance. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah, no, What's your name? Chris Kaiga. Yeah. 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 Well, that, now <laughs> oh. that, that Chris Kaiga song okay, okay. is like originally a, uh, a playground song. Okay, okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what happened was when we were playing this game, because it goes, I want this boy, mm. then you pull in someone else. Yep. I want this girl, mm. then you. So it's boy and girl. Yeah. So this kid comes in because they are super young and Anasinga ko I want I want Natunajibu I want then he goes I want this man Nico man just call me boy like man like like do I look that different from and they are like 21 22 23 which is a beautiful age but to them I'm like a really old guy so like oh shit I am a man so that was my moment but I had something so similar happen you were called a man too no it was even worse I hope people understand Kiswahili. I don't know what the audience yeah, is. Totally. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, something almost exactly the same happened yeah. in a pool. Yeah. So I was doing, I love swimming, guys. Yeah? So I was doing laps in a pool. And then as I was coming into one end of the pool, uh, two kids were talking. It's like, ah, to to mm. And then the other kid says, Apana, uyu mubaba. And I'm, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not a mubaba. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just hurt me on the inside. Because you know when a child yeah. says that, eh, yeah. they're saying like, like their dad yeah, and something. Always. And this kid was like 12. Yeah. I was like, I'm not a mubaba <laughs> to a 12-year-old. No way. Yeah, no. So, yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. So was this when it hit you? Oh, shit, I am a man. <gasps> 
it's like the skies parted yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but let's I, throw it back when, yeah? when, when did you ever feel that it could have been the, 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 the right of passage yeah, or something yeah. um i'm Uh, before I say the one, I think the idea was, I think you're supposed to feel that when, uh, um, for people of a certain community, yeah. when it gets to that time, yeah. where you're taken aside and taken somewhere yeah. and you have the ceremony. Mm. I think that was the time when um, people start even treating you differently. Um, you're told certain things, you know, we're talking yeah. about circumcision and, yes, and yeah. Um, but I don't think that was the time it felt like anything. I think the time for me was after high school, Um, my mom has always been a businesswoman. So at some point I joined her in her business. We had a stationary business in Tao. And I think there's a time she started talking to me, like asking for my opinion on how to run, you know, like on like a business decision. Do you think we should X or Y? And, you know, my heart just swelled a little bit. I was like, hey, like I'm a person worth asking you know, an mm. opinion of, because mm. uh, it's always been mom and then me. Um, but in that moment, I don't know, it just felt like something had happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's the first one that came to mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not the best one, but. Uh, no, no, it totally makes is. sense. That's yeah. a wonderful transition. Yeah. Because now you realize, okay, um, I'm not being looked at the same way as yeah. before. Yeah. It, it was so different because, yeah. you know, all through your life up until that point, it's been orders come from above. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. And if you don't follow, you know what follows. Yeah. Like, if you don't um, um, do what you've been told to do. Yeah. Kuna, kuna pati pati. There's, yeah. there's a muiko mm, over there. Yeah. You, you know how it goes. Yeah. You've been yeah. trained for all your life. And in that moment, you feel like, why, why am I being treated like a, something? Yeah. I don't know. Something changed. And, yeah. and, and, and aside from your heart swelling, did you find, did you feel the, the, a sense of responsibility now? Like, okay, um, this is good, but it means that now I have to be carry more thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Carry myself differently and think differently and um, that sort of thing. Yeah. On the other side, um, yeah. I, I definitely didn't feel a sense of responsibility. What I felt was like fear. So mm. it, it was like, what if I I give a suggestion and it doesn't work? You know, you know these kind of things. Mm. Like when something's at stake, yeah. um, and and it's in the early because right now when you're responsible for something, you know about risk. You know, yeah. you need to take a risk, and it works. Sometimes it doesn't, and you're ready to take that on. Mm. But at that time, I wasn't ready for that. So so. I remember clearly that it was, hey, like, I think this is a brilliant idea, but w- what do I know about this? And what if I say this and 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 we go into it and and it doesn't work? And it's, you know, it's actual money being lost. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the, it wasn't a sense of responsibility like, ah, you know, that pose yeah. for Superman. Yeah. No, it was mm. nothing like that. Mm. It, it was more of the other More thing. fearful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I think for me, it, was, it happened in phases, mm-hmm. if, I, if I may put it in that that perspective. Because uh, I mean, the first was definitely when we went through a circumcision, and I think in our community, it's 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 a huge, you know, it's a huge thing. And 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 we, did you do it traditionally? Yeah, did I you did go to the river. I, I everything. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> wow, yeah. from the, from Western. Uh, Western. No, yeah. I, I yes. put two and two together yeah. Yeah. when I heard about the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a huge thing because I think uh, how manhood is defined and how we become is an association and a cocktail of so many things, and culture plays a huge role in uh just shaping who we who we who we become and so just that phase of circumcision 
you know, going out there into the forest, doing whatever needs to be done, living in the forest for over, you know, three weeks, uh, three or four weeks, I, I, I believe, yeah. Deep in the forest, in uh, shanty structures. So, I mean, you weather all the elements, whether it's rain, whether it's too hot and too everything, cold. too cold. And, and 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 just everything that surrounds that. And I guess throughout that uh, phase, you also told, and it, it, you made, you taught what manhood is about. Within the cultural Within context. the cultural context. And the space for women, you know, and women not being allowed to see you guys because you guys are now men, you know? So it felt different. Mm. It felt nice. It felt big. You feel yourself, you're a big man now. No one can tell you something. But then, then you go back home and you still, you know, daddy's and mommy's son, you get. So, but the treatment after that was different, even from my mom mm. and my parents. It was different. Even the way, you know, my aunties and my cousins would relate to us uh, was different. That was the first phase. The second phase is definitely after you finish high school. You feel like uh, you're like I'm no longer now a child. Now I'm old enough to be my own person. You get so you feel like you know you you have more responsibilities on yourself, but you just don't understand the consequences of some of the decisions that you make. So I mean, like for me, it was definitely leaving uh, after finishing high school. Um, told my folks, you know what? I think I need to go to. Nairobi. I think that was the first time I came to Nairobi as as an adult. So I was all alone, picked up my bags and came to Nairobi. Definitely didn't know where I was coming. I didn't have, uh, I had uncles definitely, but I had I didn't want to go to stay with my relatives. So um, I think just then coming to Nairobi and beginning life on your own and trying to figure things out on your own gave me some sort of growing up to do and just help me understand that, hey, uh, now your life is different because now you do not have parents who will bring food home for you to eat. So you have to fend for yourself. You have to do ABCD. You have to work. So, you know, luckily enough, I started working from an early age. So that gave me some sort of growing up to do. And... But you see, in all these two phases, nothing really was sharp and clear about manhood. It was all what society defined, what culture defined. And then I think the greatest aha moment for me was when I went through a program called Man Enough. Ah. And that redefined manhood for me in a way that I had never seen before. And it broke down whatever I thought I believed about manhood, whatever culture had defined, whatever this city had defined for me in terms of what manhood is, uh, was broken down into small pieces. And a, a, a new definition about what manhood is, 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 is was, was, was brought into my life. So, uh, and I guess that was the third phase. But you see, some of those things never make sense until they are put into context. And I think now for me, marriage was the other step 
than then to define manhood for me. Uh, and I, because I, I mean, I remember when growing up, definitely as a young boy, you get into relationships. But, you know, society has taught you, you need to be tough and hard. And in all these relationships, the biggest uh, problem was that I was just never access- accessible to <laughs> the ladies I was dating, you know? Never accessible. And not accessible in the sense that, not that they couldn't see me, they had to make an appointment or something of the sort, but my heart wasn't just accessible to them. Until, you know, uh, when I went through Man Enough, I discovered that man is supposed to be soft. You have to be vulnerable to the other person. And that's the only way that you'll be able to create a stronger connection with the other person. And so this phase of of, of, of marriage then redefined uh, manhood in another level. Now that's where the responsibilities come on and all these kind of things. And yeah, I think that for me, it has happened in phases. And I still believe that there are still more faces ahead that define manhood to me because I still look at uh, what happens. I'm almost getting into my 40s, right? So and then what does that look like? There is people, you know, talk about something called the midlife crisis. Life begins at 40. Life begins at 40. So what does that mean to me? And past that into my sunset years in my 70s and the 80s what does that you know what does that manhood look like so for me i still believe that there's still a journey for me still learning about mm. manhood and myself and it's a continuous process busy being born busy yes, being born exactly yeah you sort of answered my next question which was around at what point after you discover what that you're a man now do you consciously start sort of cultivating that um, is it by reading and whatever else you might do but i think man enough sounds like it was that inflection point for you when you realize okay there is manhood and this is what society has defined for us um i can actually look more into it and delve more into it and learn more about it right uh but i don't know for you Ndaiga, what that point is the um the point at which you you start, you start being intentional yeah intentional about, about um cultivating manhood oh okay um well um for me my on this topic, my journey has been different and informed by my background because I grew up uh, in a single parent home. Uh, so it was just me and my mom. And it, my mom is a superhero. She she, she did a lot um, to get me where I am. But there was always something missing. It's like I felt like I, I just don't understand this thing. I feel like there's something missing um, about being a man. And I, I don't know how to describe it well but you can feel it like i feel like there's some things i should have learned that i did not learn and later when i was reflecting upon it i i noticed that i would um really pay attention to how my uncles act or how older men act and 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 imitate their behavior and i mean thank god that i didn't follow some of the examples that i saw but it was really a struggle. So for me, starting at around 19, I, I had to intentionally start thinking about, okay, what's like a proper man? Like, what, what does it mean to be just a proper man? Because I feel like something's missing. Yeah, so that involved uh, a lot of reading, a lot of um, ob- observation, 
of like intentional observation or is like is this the kind of guy like I actually admire or when I notice oh this hey, this person is so cool yeah what is it about them that is so cool and 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 so on and so forth that that was that for me mm-hmm. so I I I I read a lot um uh, I have a love of just even reading novels. I know it sounds silly to no. read a novel to try and extract and I think that's how they should be. But every time I would read a story and come across a character I was like, "Oh man, this is so dope." Like, what is this about? Um yeah, that's been me and that's how I got into um I think there was like another engine driving the 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 love I have for books and and not, not just fiction even non-fiction and all these things. Yeah. So there was like an engine in there because I always knew one of the things I want to learn is this thing and then put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, that that's that's been it for me. Well put. I, I think there's a poverty of words sort of in trying to describe that, but I think you've put it very yeah. very well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Um I'm 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 going with the flow with the conversation and also asking myself similar questions because uh come to think of it I really don't think I ever I really don't think I ever had um um well yes there are those moments that it hits you oh yeah by the I'm a man now but yeah. I really don't think I was that intentional about it myself I went to the flow I knew things I didn't want to be at least that I know yeah. I tried everything when I do the first time you try alcohol and you go well yeah sure i get it i get the hype of it but ah this is not my thing yeah so it's not that i've decided no to be a, to be man enough i am choosing not to indulge in this i'm over indulge in this it's just me thinking well i don't like it that much i'll do it once in a very long time when it came to uh, interactions with uh, the ladies it was never intentional like kamande uh, we interacted with you uh, in my early 20s a lot ndaiga in my early my late 20s mm-hmm. and the two of you probably have very different stories about mato and how he relates with uh, ladies clearly he's still single but it is what it is tunashukuru <laughs> in nairobi simchezo uh, anyway um but I was never that intentional. I think it's later in my right before I turned 13 the only I actually remember that December before I turned 13 nilikuwa like I had a nervous breakdown because like holy shit. Holy shit. I'm turning 30 in like a few months. Like holy shit, what am I doing? Like yeah. what is life? Yeah. Who is no, God? That does that. Yeah. Too. Oh my god, 30 does that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, to yeah, third yeah. floor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What is this? Baba. Mm. I'm getting old. Baba. Baba. For everyone listening, I think I have an antidote, but I, yeah. I have an antidote to that crisis. Yeah. yeah. So before we get to that, uh, I'm, uh, just to share on that sure. side of my journey, I think I was never that intentional and thankfully wasn't too late. Yeah, by the time nilikuwa, okay, now let's sort of get serious with life. Nilikuwa, oh, thank God, I haven't done that many mistakes. I have a good number of mistakes, but Nico, oh, thank God, we are safe now we can now go intentionally move forward mm. yeah uh, so clearly we all have our different journeys in understanding yeah. manhood and masculinity and all that energy you had an antidote an antidote to the that crisis because it happens to a lot of people eh? mm-hmm. one of them is um, i discussed this with a friend um was to, to think of if if so we we count in like a decimal system eh? yeah um so it's like one 
10 and then we start from 1 to 21. But if you're in any other system, like the duodecimal system, for instance, where we count from 1 to 10 and then we have like uh, do and something else, then that would not be so significant, mm-hmm. would it? If yeah. we were the Mayans, for instance, yeah. right? Um, why would that be? Maybe it would be 36, yeah. right? Yeah, if so we're counting in 12. If you're counting yeah. in 12, it would be 36. We built this thing based on yeah. the counting system we've chosen yeah. and then put so much um weight on it yeah. on you know you, you mentioned something about 40 i mean and it's okay yeah. uh but for as long as it impacts you negatively i don't want to think of it as uh, just a creation of um us collective yeah. imagination yeah. yeah and it doesn't really mean it anything it, really, it, it would be yeah. any other number it right? would yeah. yeah it would be any other, other number but if it drives you especially positively then you know that's okay. well and good yeah but all in all is to just spotlight that moment where you it hits you mm-hmm. that a we now have to be super intentional about how we go forward from here yeah. in terms of how you look at your finances, how you look at your career, how you look at your relationships. If you've just been winging it, there's this point, say if we are counting it tens, so that would be year three. Mm-hmm. When you're three years old and thinking, oh shit, mm-hmm. now we sort of yeah. have to get our shit to grow together. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it comes at different stages. Because maybe a guy got their first kid at 18. For them, it was then. Alikwa, holy shit! Now things are like super serious. Now, yeah. uh, for someone, it might be in their fifties. Maybe they've been out here just going with the flow. Then, probably at fifty, their parents have sort of moved on to the next life, and they're like, ah, now I need to be sort of serious. So it comes at different points for different people, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I want to drive the next part again through a quote that I like. I, I've been thinking a lot about quotes and, yep. and, and things that um, sort of. Um, help me think about life and I think quotes are very powerful um, especially from the people you admire one of them says that you know there is one rule above all others for being a man um, whatever comes face it on your feet so in, in your journey of manhood uh, taking it back are, are there times especially following um, your your decision to deli- deliberately cultivate manhood have you been faced uh, by a situation and you're like oh man I can't deal with this you know and, and and maybe it could be um sort of where society expects you to deal with a certain thing um in a particular way take it as a man uh, but then you're like no i I'm, I'm such a man and i'm okay with that definition but but i just can't do this i mean i just can't do this mm. um an example for me would be uh you know for instance um, i worked at this really really difficult job um and um i remember um, crying in the toilet every single day because of how shitty that job was. Um, this was maybe um, mid-20s, uh, maybe around 24, 25, right? And at that point, I'd started thinking about what a man is supposed to be. Um, and I remember talking to people and, and you know, seeking advice. And everyone told me that, by the way, um, you know, you're now in the, in the real world. Eh? You must face this. And I know conceptually that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be facing it because as a man, I'm a man and that's what a man is supposed to do. But it was just so difficult every single day, no matter how much courage I tried finding um, from reading, from listening to a lot of, at that point I was listening to a lot of gospel music. Um, I tried finding strength in so many different things, but it was just extremely overburdening and overwhelming. Um, in maybe six months, I quit that job after like maybe six months of crying every single day. And my mother was like, why are you quitting? Even my mother has an expectation of now you're a man, you should be responsible. But there are situations that, um, you know, as a man you come across and you just can't, I mean, face them on your feet. 
right? Mm. Um, are there, I don't know if that's a good enough example and I don't know if you've had similar situations. Yeah. As you answer that, I'd also like to add a, a layer on top. Did it make you feel less of, of a man? man? That situation, whatever it was. So we're talking about a situation where you, you um, your ma- masculinity, masculinity was man questioned, was tested, tested and yeah, yeah. tested. That's the word. Okay. Okay. Um, and you couldn't face it on, you know, while on your feet. You had to. So, I, I have a situation in mind, and maybe I won't get into the details of it. That's okay. But the thing about it is, I don't think I thought about it in terms of masculinity. I just thought about it in terms of me. So, um. And Mato knows about this, but I won't go into the details. Is I was on a different career path when I was younger, and life was seemed to be heading in a certain way. And then something happened, and everything I knew sort of came tumbling down. So after that, um, I mean, it was a big shock in my life. It was like a trauma. I, th- I think that's the best way to describe it. it was a trauma. So when, when you talk about this, I think that's the first time I ever felt like nothing in the world makes sense because everything you thought is for sure was like taken away. So I, it's like I had to start again from square one with everything. And it was really, really, really tough. And... Well, to be honest, like I, I fell into a deep sadness. Let's let's put it that way. And you know those things. They're but not you didn't really... go as far as saying it was depression. No. Okay. No. We don't say that Good. word. What okay. is that? <laughs> those, are, those are white concepts. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Maria, right now. <laughs> and and you know anybody who's been through anything similar to that knows how bad it is. Mm. But for people around you. They, they they really downplay it. You know, they're like, ah, usijali, ah, maisha inakuanga hivo bana, wea mkaenda, tafta, you know, and you feel like, wait, you don't understand what a big deal this is. Um, So I definitely yep. felt that. It's like, the the thing that is, the, the worst thing you can imagine that has happened to you from your point of view, to others, it's just like, ah, yeah, easy, ninini bana, unalalala, you know. Si yuende kazi hili, yeah. Kazi bana, utafute, mwe. Wendi mwanaume bana. Yeah, so there was definitely that. And and to be honest, back then, I didn't know what that was. I just know I'm not motivated at all for anything. I'm losing weight. Chakula in a taste. I never thought I'd get to that point where, yeah, you're eating, but... Okay, just eat and go back to bed. Yeah, yeah it was that bad. Um, luckily, I got out of that. Um, again, thank God for my curiosity. I think I've told Mato a few times. Maybe if there's something I've been given, it's curiosity. I just go off in all different tangents. So when I got there, I was like, what is this? This doesn't make sense. And so I had to really study up, learn. What is this? What, how do you get out of this? How do you blah, 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 nini, nini, and then taking now those steps. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, I felt a bit of that. Didn't frame it in the that mas- context of, context of mas- masculinity. But the way you described it, I can definitely see that I was in a situation where, where something that was important to me, like people expected me to just man up and get on with it. And to me, I was like, I, I can't. Like I can't. Why don't you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's yeah. that's right. Just to just to pick on that. The man that you were today, the person that you were today, are you grateful that that happened? That Absolutely. that season happened? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. Like the oh man, it's it's like one of those fundamental things. You know, they tell you you pass through something and then what you learn is like the main thing about it. Yeah, it's not the thing that you've gone through. It's what you learn, what you take away from there. So everything I learned, so I know it's a catchword these days and everybody is saying it, mental health. Mm. Oh, and, and it just sounds so overplayed on the airwaves and everything. But it's critical. All you have is your mind. To be honest, everything you're experiencing today is through, you know, what's in there. Yeah, otherwise it'd be a vegetable in bed. So that's where, and I didn't have to advertise it or anything, but I just had to figure out how to be upper upper Jew mm. be okay yeah can i how do i build confidence how do i make sure my needs are met how do i make sure um have like a support system how so when when i was at my you know when i was at my lowest one of the problems was, was pride like you can't ask for help you're in there but you can't ask for help so for me one of the things i had to learn is find the right people to be able to talk to who won't, you know, belittle your thing, nini, nini, and be vulnerable to. So these are the things I had to learn. Like, and 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 they were like uh, stepping out of my comfort zone. And so, yes, if you're telling me, if you're asking me about um, if I'm grateful, absolutely, because I I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the things I learned from back then, I've just been building on them, trying to get my mind right, trying to know that no matter what situation I'm in, in here, I, I'm okay. Was that pride in any way associated to your concept of what a man is supposed to be like? Um, or not? This is so interesting because, yes, I went through all these things, but I never framed them as what a man is supposed to. I think maybe it's because of this thing of I didn't grow up with a dad or many masculine mm. figures around mm-hmm. me. Because honestly, it was just my mom and a lot of aunties. I have a thousand and one aunties. And they're all around me. So I never really framed these things like this, but I did have that pride. Yeah. Yeah. Can't ask. Can't beg, man. Why? Yeah. Beg? Are you crazy? No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the one you beg from. <laughs> A bit of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm the one you ask for, for help from. Yeah. yeah. So didn't frame it like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's not no, coming out the way. But it definitely was there. And I'm sure all of us have felt that thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I can handle my yeah, stuff. I can handle my stuff. I can handle my thing. Yeah. Mm. Big ego. Yeah. Mm. And, and oh my God, the, the breaking down of that. Uh, one of the biggest challenges you'll ever go through. Yeah. Um, and now, especially in marriage, because mm-hmm. if there's one thing that's attacked in, in any sort of relationship like that, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's there. Yeah. Ah. Keeps being poked. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the time. It's like, hey, excuse? <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I, I can say, I can give two scenarios. Mm-hmm. So I think the first, first is, is, is about things that, are, one thing that I'm passionate about, which is, uh, you know, business. So I think, you know, when you're growing up as as a young boy and you tell yourself, you know what, you set those targets for yourself and mm. you say, by the time I get to this age, I want to be... So, yeah. So, one of those targets, I told myself, you know what, by the time I'm getting to 25, I must earn a million shillings. And I was like, super, let's go, let's do this. So, I started a mining business. I used to mine gold back in my village are you actually serious yeah i'm serious wow i got to invest in the business so i bought equipment i went online checked for you know prospecting equipment mining equipment all those things i funded the business partly 
with my own savings and took uh, credit, heavy credit for it and put it in the business and they started all things were how, rosy. How old were you at this point? I think I was just like 23, 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah. So I had one year to earn a million shillings, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think the first month were awesome. I mean, would make crazy money, man. But I didn't understood the concept about finances. Yeah. And so the monies would come in and we would party and, you know, do all those things and just live a good life, man. I hadn't understood the concepts about how, what it means to be responsible to run your own business. And so uh, I would pay the bank debt slowly by slowly, yet I had the ability to be able to offset it at a go. So I think at some point the market had a downturn. And the, uh, I mean, selling gold is 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 a skill that someone has to really master, because it's a very volatile product or commodity. So the prices keep changing. So whatever you was a few minutes ago is not will not be the same. It's just like you know the stock market. So or Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> so at some point the market fluctuated, and for a long time. And so we kept on hitting losses and losses and losses. And mining is an expensive affair. You have to maintain your shafts. You have to maintain the stuff. And you see, uh, the mining sites that I, I ran then used to have a lot of water. Hmm. So used to used to use a lot of money just to be able to pump out the water from the from the shafts. And so the the, the business kept on going into a hole and 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 after a while we looked at our bank account and it was just running now to the negatives now and i told myself you know what like the days i would go home and i couldn't sleep and my head was just pounding like you know someone hitting you with a jackhammer or something of the sort and i really questioned myself yeah failure what it does to men and what it personally what it did to me i mean i feel like and not in a bad way and not to sound uh, uh, gender insensitive i feel like women handle failure better than men that's true and just to refer to what you're talking about you your 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 ego was bruised in a way that how can i as a man mm be at a point where I'm going to ask a fellow man for help where I failed because the 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 the, the, the lowest denominator or the least common factor if or those that that remember mathematics is that you failed you get but then how do you handle that failure so for me I question myself and and and, and I I just I, I remember the last time that I actually paid the uh, my workers and I told them you know what we we are done I'm, yeah. i'm 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 winding up the business um i had to sell the equipment to offset the debt and and you know even those measures that i took i was you know when you're still holding on into the business and 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 you're not accepting that you made certain you know decisions that were wrong so mm. So holding on to it is just still part of that ego thing that 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 you know I can I can turn it around. Yeah. 
there's like a denial. There's that denial in you, but but and and, and you're you know asking yourself, you know, what if I if I fail? You know, people will look at me as a failure, and 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 I, I, I will you know at at some point I actually saw myself less as a man because yep. I mean I failed. Men don't fail, mm. you know. But the day that I decided I'm winding up the business and I'm going to sell the equipment and I'm going to pay off myself and I'm going to offset part of the debt, I think that was the turning point for me now to, f- to see failure in a, from a different perspective. Yeah. And what that m- meant to me coming out of that was that I wasn't scared anymore. I, 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 I was prepared to fail even the next in the next venture that I, that, 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 that I was to go into. I actually saw myself, you know what, failure is not that bad. So, I mean, I moved on from that. So, and the second scenario is, I think my first real heartbreak, you know? <laughs> and, and, and not so many men will talk about their heartbreaks, you know? Mm. They'll just say, ah, that lady just you know but no one actually accepts that you know i was hot mm-hmm. so so th- i was seeing this lady and oh, i mean it was the longest relationship that i think i ever got into which was a year and i was so proud <laughs> of <saying>, hey, man, <laughs> you did the thing yeah. And then all of a sudden, I think we just had issues and issues and issues. And uh and and and, and just one day she she disappeared. Wow. Yeah, she disappeared. And Maria would call that ghosting. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 the next time I think no, in, when I, I was following up on her and the day I called her, man. Just another man picks up the phone. Oh, <laughs> bro! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, we're laughing at solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're laughing at you, man. So that actually, yeah. <laughs> white lies, no white lies. And you know, like the dude was like, you know, don't call my chick again, ni, 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 ni. And I was like, oh no, I think it was just the lowest moment, and 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 I questioned my masculinity, yeah. man. okay, and my manhood, and I'm like, I yeah. failed. I failed in other things. But this one is a different failure, mm. you know. It 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 was the heart, the cut was deeper than the you know, the others, you know, yeah. you feel like you know, you lost money, you can always recover. Yeah. Uh, you know, but this one, how do I recover from es- this? Es- especially the call, eh? Yes. And you see now in the process of me questioning my manhood, yeah, like why would another man take my, yeah. my, my woman? That's like you know, salt what, on the wall. Where did I fail? You know, yeah. Yeah. what does he have? Yeah, you knew you're nice, yeah. And then it was an older guy, and I'm like, is it because I'm young? So, in that process of questioning who I am yeah. and manhood. Is actually at the point where I actually joined Man Enough. Mm. Mm. Uh, oh, that's get, what drove you. That's what drove me. Yeah, just to try and understand who am I yeah. as a man? What am I supposed to to be like? So, I mean, those were the yeah the moments. Yeah. Two Bro. moments. Love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so th- that's like sort of the first 
face of life huh? where now we're getting into you know manhood and and masculinity and and we've gone through the lessons um, and and we've gone through the lessons um I think her daughter's not, you know, sort of jump into, uh, you know, the whole marriage, marriage thing, thing, marriage thing. Yeah? Ah, okay. Yeah? So the segue uh, is speaking of hearts. Speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many times have you been hurt <laughs> in your marriage? <laughs> no, no, sorry. No. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of heart yeah. and ego. And ego. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I think there, there are sort of many ways that I thought of approaching this, but I think, um, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. Um, at what point do you make the decision um, that now you are either old enough, responsible enough, or time has caught up, whatever yeah, the basis of a decision is ready. However, you define readiness to jump into um, a union, a matrimonial union, you call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a union of matrimony. At what point do you make that decision and how do you define um, readiness? Right? Are, are there like things you evaluated and said, okay, um, uh, you know, I, I f- because I f- the, the reason I'm asking that is because I feel a lot of times, and I could be wrong, a lot of times we jump into the institutions of marriage um, just because it feels good to be with this person, right? Um, you know, she's beautiful and, you know, all and all. Mm. But I don't think we, we really get to deliberately think about how ready we are. Um, to settle down with one person and um, the amount of um, dedication, um, consciousness, conscious decision-making that it takes for us to be in that institution, you know. Um, so I, I guess uh, it's a long-winded question, but, you know, I, I hope you get the drift. At, at what point do you, do you decide you're ready and why? I don't know who wants to go first. <laughs> yeah, let's go with you, Nigel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, to be clear, mm. not yet married, but we've done the the traditional yeah, uh, wedding thing. Yeah, that's marriage. Yeah. That's marriage. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hey, hey, guys, bana. According to the law, you're married. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my lord! Mm. <laughs> wow. mm. Is that what that was? <laughs> I'm here already. <laughs> I'm here already. Jeez, didn't even know. <laughs> um, yeah. For um, for me, it was very conscious. Um. I had not been in an actual relationship for 10 years before before well well it wasn't 10 years at the time it was more like 9 at the time and I'm glad we are having the talk with Mato because <laughs> he was right there with me when mm-hmm. I was making the decision mm-hmm. well not the very moment but that period that period yeah mm-hmm. because um, I told him Mato um it's time for me um and me and him called it we out here we out here bro we out here season <laughs> <laughs> so I told him Otto, um I think the time has come so we out here and mm. I, I laid out the plan for him I'm going to date ladies and I'm looking and I'm looking for exactly who I'm going to marry mm. and these are the things I'm looking for mm-hmm. and and he knows he knows all the escapades that I, <laughs> that I had yeah oh, this one no because of this <laughs> this one no because of this <laughs> so yeah so for me the the, the decision was I, I'd stayed I'd I'd been myself w- without without being in a relationship. Uh, I had been by myself, like taking care of myself. Worked on for, yourself. Worked on myself for, at the time, I think it was, was it nine or eight years? It was around that time. Yeah, about, yeah. So I looked at myself. It's like, have I mismanaged myself? I don't think so. I haven't fallen into anything. Um, I'm okay. I, f- I feel like I'm healthy. Um, my mind is right. Um 
yes, I'd had, you know, flings and all these things had been there, but but nothing like a relationship. So when I asked myself, can I do this thing? I was like, yeah, I think I can do this thing. And on top of that, um, I'll be honest, I, I was lonely. I was lonely. Yeah, like, I was lonely. I was like, no, I, 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 I need to, you know, to have someone to come home to, yeah, and, and build something with. So all these factors came together. I looked, I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. So I started We Out Here season and I dated for, <laughs> hey, We Out Here. We Out Here, bro. Hey. No, <laughs> now you are not out here. Oh, I'm not out here no more? <laughs> I'm now out here. Oh, is that what they're show us End of We Out Here? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did the thing and um, the particular things I was looking for and that like there are particular things that were non-negotiables for me so as i was going out on the dates and nini these are the things i was looking for yeah until i found um the person that i'm with right now mm-hmm. and 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 took the step mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay um Brian. i think for me it's uh what do i say um mine i think was interesting because um sometimes i feel like you know sometimes the right time to get into a relationship everything just feels right for me when i want to do something i feel like everything has to align like my mind my soul my spirit has to be in agreement with everything and so for me um you know before i actually got to marry my wife i think we had been friends for for years and years and um we never had that moment that we were actually friends and looking to get married that wasn't the objective at all mm. it was just us getting to know each other learning about life and um experiencing whatever experiences that we we, we were to go through so it was never was it platonic to start with yeah it's just an easy you know thing that 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 we got into and we just we just were just flowing and i mean for a long time she she never wanted even to date me so um i don't think i was even her choice of mm. being a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> you know mm. but um i guess as we walked through life together we just found that we our lives just got intertwined in so many ways and and and, and aspects i mean when it came to her career i just found we just found ourselves that i had so much say in terms of uh how she wanted her career to progress and i just found myself really supporting her and pushing her into becoming the best that she can be and she did the same for me and she looked up to me and i guess when the time came for us to say you know what i think we can just do this of course at first it sounded like really can we really do this mm-hmm. i mean there are so many um things that we actually also questioned ourselves but i felt like when it it was that time that we made that decision everything just agreed mm-hmm. because i sometimes i feel like even like uh, uh, you know the other day we were just having a conversation about it and we we're like if we did this a few years ago probably would worked. never it would never have worked out because mm-hmm throughout the period we've gone through our ups and downs and 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 some moments have been moments that would actually just break us apart completely but we've throughout the 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 journey that we've managed to stay together in moments of 
crisis if i may say yeah. so we've we've come out stronger so and when 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 it came to that time that that we wanted to get married and settle down it was like when you look back and reflect we've actually done well because you know they say that it's your differences that actually put you together so in those moments of our huge differences actually made us stay more together so and when you look back in life and you like you know what yeah it's just out. the right person that that yeah. we can yeah. work things out mm. because yeah. the phase that we are going into is going to have almost just a similar experience yeah and i want to be sure that the person that i'm with will not back out yeah you know yeah uh so there's never you know just that absolute right moment but yeah. there has to be at that point where everything just makes sense yeah yeah and it just doesn't make sense from a superficial point of view or or i mean get to know someone get to know someone uh, it, it, it's 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 in getting closer to that person that you get to make our decisions about if this is you know uh, the right thing to do yeah. because uh, it's a serious commitment and um, it's a serious journey and not not one that you want to come in today and out tomorrow yeah. it's not like a toilet it's something that has respect and honor so mm. uh, one has to really think about it yeah. deeply and consider a lot of things and truth be told there will never be a perfect person uh, there's nothing nonsensical like you know mr right and miss right yeah it doesn't exist yeah, it's no just you finding someone that you <laughs> one that can tolerate with your nonsense yeah you know with your good your bad uh, someone that 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 believes in you someone that you know actually someone really said something very important uh, the last time we we hung out as as boys that uh, mentioned something really important for me and told me you're getting into marriage and you need to look out for thieves and uh, at the same time you need to be very conscious that a very worthy relationship is one that doesn't just take away from you mm. so and when i look at my wife i saw that she brought more to my life and i equally put more into her life and there were there were very few times where it's being taken and if it's being taken it's taken in the good context so when i evaluated all that i was like this is the person that i want to live yeah. my life yeah. Yeah. yeah great so we have we have a sample of three married men yeah mm-hmm. you clearly know where i'm going with yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> so we've gotten gibbs conscious it is time makes the choice to go gotten yours uh which is alignment things working out and going oh okay this is super perfect it's working out what about you kamande she's a woman so let's get married woman funny enough i never had i never went into you know i mean being honest yeah actually i actually never really they they you know those dating things like going out on dates yeah, yeah. and those, like i had like you, you know like the leader said you yeah. know like i had a list of you know these are the things i want to see oh yeah this yeah. i never had those <laughs> yeah. like for me it just it aligned it just aligned yeah it just aligned <laughs> what about you commander 
just to be on the record eh? yeah of course the first thing that had to happen that they had to be women so yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh good oh good, oh, good. Hey. um I, i think for me i'm more with brian in terms of I think I'm in the middle of Ndaiga and Brian. Yeah. That's But, why I asked. Yeah, because on, at the back of my mind, uh, sorry, nilikuwa, oh, I think Amandez is a bit of both. It's a bit of mm. both. So jump in. You're right. Um yeah, good catch there. Um I I think for me it more or less came naturally from our platonic relationship. Um and then at the point when we were going through very bad bad breakups, we were there for each other. And me I'm like, I, I had a bad heartbreak and Um I, I think one of the things that always helped me at that time especially because I was planning to get married to the lady I was with at that time was just crying you know I'm a crier mm. yeah Brian knows this you know I just cry 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 but you cry for you know a couple of days and then you move on entirely you know you move on it's like you've purged yeah, you've everything you've purged everything you know it's like when you you're in 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 the amazon and you're having ayahuasca and you purge out every single it's mm. a bad example <laughs> yeah 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 uh, you get it though you, you get the point right last episode it was heroin where are we going <laughs> oh, wow, really? I mean, where are we going yeah. i mean it just shows that It's okay for men to cry. It's okay yeah. for men to cry. Totally. Yes. It's a cleanse. Yeah, it's a it, it cleanses you. Okay, um, but just, then, just then, cry in the shower so that nobody <laughs> can see. Your eyes are red, the water is running yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and, and so all of both of us were coming from like relationships that we thought would lead into matrimony okay. yeah. and then they did not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um and so being friends, um you know, we looked around and we went through a series of um you know, looking and looking and looking. And then like no nothing is optimizing for what you're really looking for but here we are just as friends why don't we try dating you know we've been friends for this long we know each other we know each other's families we have a lot of things in common and it just feels right as friends and clearly um it seems like the world is not aligning for us for both of us coincidentally at the same point in time mm. we just got of um, you know mm. out of relationships that we thought would lead to something else so like we're going to give this a shot we're going to date for three months on a probation period okay um if it works then well and good if it doesn't then we'll pretend nothing happened well and good especially because we had the same circle of friends so we said we're not going to tell anyone for those three months so everyone still thought we were friends after the three months uh it felt right and to be very honest at the end of those three months i saw myself we both we saw ourselves with each other for life like those three months were it if these three months work then we are together mm. for life mm. yeah um and and so after that it just felt so that's a mix of you know those three uh, yeah. those two things so it just felt right and and i didn't have like a checklist but i i think looking back and trying to analyze it of course hindsight is not very useful mm-hmm. uh, but it helps me now think forward in, in terms of um how do i continuously work on myself and and how do i become a better husband about mm, that okay. it's trying to optimize for a lot of things in hindsight i think i at the back of my mind i had a checklist of the things i wanted it was just not clear mm-hmm. yeah um i had a checklist at the back of my mind I, i was like i was not thinking about it like maybe you are very consciously but looking back i was like i wanted someone who optimizes for this and this and this mm. um of course one of the things i always brought to the table i like to think was humor 
right so someone who understands my jokes mm. which are really really bad yeah you know but it has to be someone who gets oh, yes we can <laughs> confirm this yeah uh, so you actually know <laughs> i know ah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, a yeah yeah i mean doesn't say anything about my wife yeah. you know she's she has yeah, she's she has a lot of humor yeah Um, and she's receptive for a lot of other humor, but, but mm. for some reason she understands. She gets my humor. No, she yeah. has the good humor. You yeah. see, that's yeah. how these two meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah she exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was one of the things because you know at that yeah. point I was not mining yeah. gold in Kakamega. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it was all the money. That's right. <laughs> I wasn't like Brian, yeah, and yeah. I wasn't the Ian Diger with you know all the writing and yeah. um, you know the artistic creativity. Yeah. I didn't have that. So all I brought to the table was. You know, jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I always wondered how you bugged her. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a really really bad, bad joke. Was also listen but don't get together with a joker now. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. So I mean, it's working but out. In all seriousness, yeah. It's, yeah. it's trying to optimize for a lot of those things. Yeah. None of them like you said will ever be 100%. Because This is all, true. We are all flawed human beings and yeah. we are all constantly busy being born and yeah. trying to work on ourselves yeah. but there'll be someone who optimizes for some of the things you're looking for yeah. and they will not always align entirely but you know this will be at 90% i always like to think about it in numbers this will be at 70% mm. then this will be at 50% like okay i can live with that and then maybe well, she will improve yeah. and, and and even for me i'm not everything for her yeah um th- there are flaws within me there are things that she sees are maybe at 100% and i was like mm. okay yeah um you know and, and there are things that are at 30% and yeah. you know maybe she will tell me hopefully she will because i will tell her that hey by the think that for us to be able to uh, have this relationship sustainably for a long time because you've committed yeah. um then i think you know we might need to work on this and this and this and this yeah, yeah. Um, i i have I have a question yeah? sure. um and and it's a, it's a little bit of a kadituwa mm. but i'd be curious to know from the two of you yeah mm. at any time in your dating the um, two of them yeah i'm not, not you in, oh, no, you're not you're not this just confirm and sit this one out now so keep going now now askia i'm i'm curious when when you guys were dating before you guys had decided to to marry your significant others Are there times where you felt like there were little nudges that you cannot explain, you know, that felt like you were being uh, just, you know, just being given a little push mm-hmm. in the right direction? Do you have any like little weird things like that that happened uh, during your dating life? Like for example in the 3 month probation mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I, I don't know about for you. Um nudges. I, I, <laughs> well, not consciously. Yeah. yeah. Like outrightly. But I feel like one of the other things that also just really attracted me to my wife right now yeah. was her family. It's awesome, man. Mm. Commander knows <laughs> the family. <laughs> knows the family. Yeah. So mm. you know when I went the first time I ever met the family, it was not on any official, you know, form. It was yeah. just very random like very Yo, informal. Mm. I'm going to my shags. You want to come? I was like, sure. Mm. For me it was just a road trip. It's a place I'd never gone to. You know, a land where all the beautiful women in this country come from, you know, Taitetaveta County. Mm. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> So I was just going for the road trip. So we went at night in the no in the evening. So we arrived there very late at night and you know in the morning I was like such a beautiful place. And then now the following day got to interact with the, with the family. With the family like the parents and I was like wow. 
I want to be part of his family. That's so mm. cool. Mm. So that's a nudge. That's so a powerful it, it, one. It, it, it wasn't like a very deliberate nudge from her. Well, I, but I, you I felt it. Mm. But you felt. Uh, but now, yeah. looking back, when you when 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 you ask that, yeah, something clicked into place. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was. You know. Yeah. It was a safe guide, and I don't know even for her whether it was conscious or unconscious. I I tend to believe maybe it was unconscious. Serendipity. But 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 I I, I tend to believe that. That that <laughs> women tend to shepherd this process mm. and in a very smart way. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come yeah. on. Most I, of the time, I, I, I think I agree. I, 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 looking back, most, I, also, I also sort most of think of the time I agree with that. We think that we are the ones yeah. that guide the process, but probably, probably they have more. Yeah, to do have they have them. more. Yeah, they have more to do with it. Yeah. I, I think it's it's interesting because it feels the same way with me and the family. Um, all of you know how much of a rugby fan I am. Mm. Um, my wife's brother plays for Kenya Harlequins. And so, you know, when you we were dating, I was like, okay, this is your brother. Interesting, okay. <laughs> then we just clicked and obviously about rugby. And then he took me and introduced me to, you know, some of the most in, in, incredible people that have have now become like my close friends in the rugby circles. Um, because I'd, I'd sort of taken a break from rugby, so I was not in the circles anymore. Mm. And then I was, he was just he took me in um and looking back um like maybe i didn't even marry her for who she is i married her because she has a brother who plays rugby <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's like, I'm kidding. Of course, that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a joke. <laughs> you guys reacted like Maria reacted well, like this like, is going to like, yeah. play around. <laughs> she's, pro- she's probably listening to this driving a car, babe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, uh, yeah, that was the other thing I felt like. Okay, yeah. and, and then the family was also very kind to me, and the brother was like, he he he's younger than me, yeah, but he just became friends, yeah. And especially because of our mutual love for rugby um and and you know just talking about rugby and philosophies around how different teams play who we support and he's also like an all-around sports buff yeah so i felt ah interesting um i, I feel like now i have a younger brother as well yeah. and the, the rest of the family as well uh you know are also very great but the brother especially yeah that that was cool people uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and it gave you that 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 sort of uh responsibility that i have a responsibility now to behave Yes. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing that even for me uh her not having brothers, the old girls, like five girls. So uh, I mean, just the moment that I got to interact with them, I mean, they took me in like a brother. Your so, brother now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. So. The, the son that they, so those they are, never had the brother. Sort of I would yeah. say, you know, nudges that that are either intentional, either intentional or Yeah. Worked out. Yeah. yeah. Worked yeah. out great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um you're now in the union of marriage, yeah? <laughs> so far, to me on even when we started this conversation, a bit about the ego was mentioned. So we could go in that direction. My question is, apart from the lesson of my ego is not my amigo, <laughs> what hey. other lessons? Hey, hey, hey. hey. Out here, bro. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> apart from that very lesson. Are there others that you now consciously remember ama remind yourself from your experience in marriage so far any of the three gentlemen no, I'm not going to start this 
um, I mean, the, the, there are many for me. Yeah. I, I do not again wear because of uh, Brayo and and Daiga, but, but but I think to to sort of give them some time to contextualize and and, and think of such scenarios. I, I think I have a couple. Um, you know, one of them is obviously the responsibility I have. I have to constantly remind myself that hey, um, especially coming from a Christian background. Mm-hmm. Um, we stood in front of the church and in front of all these people and took our vows, right? That's big. I don't know. I, for, for me, I, I feel like the, the heaviness of that even then didn't dawn on me until later then I realized, shit, that's big. You're here standing in front of people and part of me and how I define manhood and masculinity is your ability to keep your promises. Yeah. Keep your word. Keep your word. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and so there you are in front of those people, including my, why are you at the, at the wedding? Okay. Um, <laughs> and the family, um, the family was there. So many for your friends, people who care deeply about you and the church. And, and, you know, you take your vow to be responsible and to love her um, until death do you part in health and in sickness and all those things. Right. So every single time, despite all the challenges we go through, like yeah, I made a promise to love you, and love you I will, no matter uh, you know what season we are in. Of of course, I you know to some extent even the church allows for some their limits. There, there there are some limits, but I don't think because we care deeply about each other, that's why we are married. We never like push those boundaries, but within those certain boundaries, um, I am very I have to be responsible as a man mm. and love you because that's a promise i've made to you right and and love um many people say this love i i, I don't think as you go through life sometimes it's the natural thing but it has to be watered it has to be you have to continuously work on it and remind yourself to love yeah um it's a natural thing but you have to i feel like you have to tap in yourself in some sort of way um to do that there's some work required um, especially in terms of that continuous reminder about what you're called to be, um, which is to be compassionate and to be loving, um, and then I, I guess long and short. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what about the rest of a uh, gentleman? <laughs> well, for me, again, to be clear, it's only been two months. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there already, and plus, you know, the the relationship before mm-hmm. before that. But for me, it was a bit of a like a seismic shift um as, especially when you're used to you know making unilateral decisions for yourself <laughs> and it's i mean there's no one to be accountable to and to be responsible to so you make a decision and you go mm-hmm. and then you try that when you're there and you're like uh what are we doing you know the one that i've had the most problems with is is even when i'm not having the best day and I say something that in my mind is very reasonable. So in my mind, it's a very reasonable thing. Mm. Please, I can't talk right now. Let's talk later. Yeah? Mm. That's a big problem because I've said it in a certain way with a certain attitude behind it. So even when I'm having the worst day of my life, 
I'm still supposed to use this superhuman power to still be nice. And you know, things like that. There's that little too subtle things. And I'm like, you, you, you can you can talk like that to the rest of the people out yes. there. Yes. But somehow you have to find it within, within you. Within yourself. Yeah. Like you're angry. That person has not paid you your check. And like, I don't have it in me to be nice right now. But I've tried. I've said, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just like, little subtle things like that. And I can't give like exact examples. Like yeah. I'm trying to think, but I can't. But I've really found that to be a struggle. Like I, I don't have time to be nice just just you know yeah. yeah so there are little things that subtleties is what i'll call them that i'm learning and i'm like is this how it really is um uh i don't know maybe maybe you're supposed to grow that way uh mm. yeah um a lot of things to do with the ego are are, are really are, are really pre- presenting a challenge um in understanding this thing yeah yeah i don't know maybe i could have been clear on that but no 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 it makes sense yeah 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 I, I, I think for me is just uh, going back to the first that evening after we did our wedding and I didn't sleep by the mm, because night. yeah mm. because then I felt the weight of responsibility mm. on my shoulders it was so heavy and throughout the night um I kept asking myself will I be able to do it yeah what if i fail your ego tries to play games on you right i think at that moment is when i actually gathered my because i mean before the wedding it looked like ah this thing is we will do it bana all this my friends thing, what, 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 mm. what do you mean bana yeah. we will do this thing yeah. but that evening now it you know hit me really hard when it's that. just the two of you yeah, yeah. Mm. it really hit me mm. so hard mm. and i remember i just couldn't sleep kept questioning myself and asking myself but the good thing is that uh by the time it got to to the morning uh, i i actually told myself you know what let's do this i can do this it's very mental it's very psychological in terms of because you know you know agreeing and accepting to commit is is it, it, it all starts at the you know at the mind level yeah saying that you know by the time you're saying those vows you're actually agreeing with what your mind is 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 has already you know accepted so i said you know what i'm going to do this and i'm going to commit myself to this woman and i'm going to push myself regardless of what it takes i'm going to push it to the end and and i think that acceptance it gave me that energy to be able to you know to to move but of course as as it goes it's 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 quite a roller coaster journey it's not like a bus journey yeah you know on a straight line it's like a roller coaster it has twists and turns mm. and every day is an opportunity for you to learn something different about yourself about the other person and about both of you So most of the time you find that you have the responsibility over yourself over the other person and over the two of you. Yeah. You have that you bear that responsibility. Yeah. So and there are many things that I mean look <laughs> as you say reasonable. At that point you think it's reasonable. But it's reasonable to you so you think. But to the other person it's not reasonable. And I mean I can just give a, an example of a 
most recent you know scenario <laughs> where you know i have these two lady friends of mine really awesome we're really close and really tight and we just happened to plan you know what we are going for Hi. to hang out for a high kuko <laughs> lukenya and for me it looked so you know so it makes a lot of sense <laughs> but why it never made sense like why would you go and hang out with two ladies not that she's insecure or anything yeah. but 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 it just doesn't make sense you know one plus one how does it even look mm. that was the question that i was asked yeah. Yeah. how does it even look but 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 then i think it takes a lot of <laughs> wisdom and i think for men in marriage if 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 there's one commodity that you need to to you know to become that good husband and father in your home is wisdom mm. and that wisdom is for you to be able to know how to handle different scenarios um it's 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 i think being a husband and a father is more difficult than even running safaricom or or tesla or whatever it's 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 howsy you have to be very mm. strategic in how you approach things because women are sensitive and men most of us speaking for myself i can be very rough <laughs> you get but wisdom then calls me to be able to find a way to be able to 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 handle my rough edges be able to handle the sensitive and the soft part of my wife without actually pricking her and if i do prick her then how do i apologize you know change that and for men masculinity calls us do not apologize you're weak if you apologize yes. but i think saying sorry is one of the most powerful mm-hmm. uh, words i'm sorry yeah and meaning has, it and yes meaning and it. meaning it it has the biggest um compound effect in your relationship and mm, in your marriage yeah. so mm, yeah and i think that's one part that most men struggle in terms of just being able to also view things from her perspective yeah yeah yeah, no. yeah. yeah. it's it's it, it, it must never be a contest between right or wrong a boss or servant mm. or something like that yeah. yeah as we begin to wrap up yeah um I make the assumption that you're now living with your significant other. Is that a good assumption to make? Yes. Uh, Brian of course is um or is she, is she still in Maldives or she came back? She's home with you. Now okay. I have to walk with her everywhere. Okay. So yeah. I just okay. didn't come with her today. But. Okay. Um, <laughs> um what is the biggest sort of the, the yeah the shock, the biggest shock um following this transition into the match into the marriage? What is the one thing that has shocked you most like oh my god i didn't expect that to be the case with you it could be good or bad and, and i'm hoping that it's good it could be small it could be, it could big. be small it could be big it's nice to help each other with the cooking um hot meal every day that's been nice for me mm. um especially as a bachelor you mm. know as a bachelor kdf <laughs> and and milk yeah. Yeah. you're good Um, no, you, you don't get the motivation to cook yourself like oh, yeah. you know you guys go into the kitchen and it's nice it feels nice eh? yeah nice, spend nice. some time there uh, kumbe you're a good cook you didn't even know mm. um you're like oh this is good i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh you like this I've, i've been eating this i didn't know it was good no but that's not the biggest shock I, for again i'll say this for me it's been the the the, the subtleties of just 
ku the way you irritate each other in small ways just small irritations that can snowball into big things yeah um just the way someone does something and you're like why 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 would you like for example let's say you leave very small things when you get into a room you just take off your clothes and put them on the floor and that is just a trigger it's like why can't you just put these clothes into this basket it sounds like the most minuscule thing in yeah. the world but when it happens over and over again it's like a you know you it's a scratch that is getting worse and worse mm. it's been small things for me that that are the most oh man now i need to be aware of this mm-hmm. i didn't even know that <laughs> you do this thing oh yeah like yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah 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 um but i don't think there's been one big major mm. shock I, i agree with you the small small things small especially small when you're a bachelor yeah. um, for instance my, my very my neat one was like you know i go to the kitchen and grab something and don't put it on a plate yeah. you know you, you just come back into the you, you eat from the cooking pot no from the hands from the hands. you know you, you, you come back you grab with and you grab and then you come eating it and you, 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 you know when i was a bachelor i used to eat from my cooking pot yeah you see such small things i would serve the whole pot and put it on the table <laughs> yeah. and sit bonam nanyani for a bachelor like, okay um if i'm eating let's say a donut for instance right i'll yeah. go grab the donut from the fridge and you know just go around eating it and and go sit on the couch yeah, you know or even a banana or even an orange yeah. slice an orange then go with it to the yeah. room like because you don't want to either that if i dishes or it just doesn't come naturally yeah. Yeah. from day one i was like we have saucers in the house those are saucers right there next to that orange eh? there's a saucer why didn't you use it that's what they are for yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> then over time it, you have to like build that muscle Just, memory yes. yeah so like those small things and she was so irritated by that she didn't the, understand why i couldn't just use a saucer yeah there's yeah? there's one i had about mm-hmm. this one didn't happen to me but i had about it and i thought it was hilarious it's this guy every time um his significant other gave him like a cup you know and then you know you put tea into it mm-hmm. Always, always, he would look into the cup to make sure it's clean. <laughs> you know, it's just like a reflex thing. He doesn't even know. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, shika, shika sahani so that we can serve. Mm. He has to look at the sahani. And mm. Paka, this chick was like, excuse, do you think I'm trying to poison you or something? What is this? <laughs> What's this reaction? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and it's a like friend, eh? super small. It's mm. super small. Just yeah. yeah. A friend. Eh? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. A, fr- okay. a, a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We shall do that. <laughs> yeah. Brian, I think what was the, the biggest shocker? I've known my wife for the past now almost nine years. And um, I just realized that some people think that there's a certain timeline or period within which you're supposed to date before you get married. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, nine years still was, it's never enough because I keep learning new things about her, you know? Uh, and I agree with the two of you that it's in the small things, the subtleties. Um, and, you know, for me, is just really learning other new things just to, on how to do things and i'm just like you by the way i never used to if or if i i, I serve food i will leave that plate on 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 my table 
I'll use it for the next meal. Mm-hmm. The next three meals. <laughs> Especially if you are eating something that's not yeah. stew stew. Yeah. You know, nisafi badle. So yeah, there definitely those times where you leave your plate where you eat you just leave your plate there and you just you know lean back and yeah. uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So like like l- learning something new about your partner is it's yeah every it's a, single it's a, day it's a it's a it's, it's a, a journey it's a never-ending yeah, so process yeah That's yeah awesome. um, okay ah yeah uh, as we wind up we could uh close with uh play kidogo S- play. Mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know since we haven't been focusing on your careers and background and all we'll try and keep it still within the topic of today okay so um, we'll start with you gibi okay uh who goes to the bathroom first if both of you are leaving in the morning Uh, probably her probably her yeah okay yeah. okay what about you definitely me okay because i i'm the first to get up and i spend like um, 30 minutes in the bathroom ah you you take longer than she does yes okay. not 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 taking a shower yeah i just go and chill in the uh you know in the in the loo and just chill and just spend my quiet time and Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. On the throne. I get this. It's it's, it's uh <laughs> it's 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 my morning ritual. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And give me the reason she goes in first. Uh no particular reason. Yeah. I just wish she'd take a shorter time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with with uh, yeah. But it just happens like that. Usually I'm doing something else and then I come ah. and find her. Uh, okay. Yeah, so like I was maybe doing a little workout up and then I find. Okay. Yeah. Ah, so for you you the, the first thing you do is not the shower. It's something no, else. No, absolutely not. Okay. Never. Like the mm. shower comes like probably like an hour after I've woken up because okay. the other things. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on there. Um I think most likely me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I've not really observed a pattern. There are days when yeah. uh, I mean she'll take a long time and she'll go with all these paraphernalia into the bathroom. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, paraphernalia or even like the the soaps and the sh- uh, shower gels, other things to scratch your back to do this. Yeah. Um recently, I'm sorry uh, if I love you very much, but recently she has gloves that she uses <laughs> on her body. Like yeah, the, the washing gloves. <laughs> Yeah, you know them, eh? Yeah. No, no. Uh, oh, are those actual things? <laughs> yeah, no, those actual things. Okay. You know they use okay. a face towel and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 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 like gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do your soap or whatever. Yeah. And then you scrub. And then they like they okay. have a certain texture yeah. Yeah. that is for smoothening the skin. Yes. Skin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So okay. j- not just the soaps and the shower gels and yeah. everything else. Now there is extra. It's like yeah. a procedure. It's a medical thing, man. Yeah, it's a medical thing. Surgical. There are days when she'll take more time and there is so i don't really think okay. there's, there's a pattern to it uh, for me it's normally me let me tell you why when i have company so so it's me so at like i'm like up early next to their bed or at least our bed or my bed just wondering when they are leaving okay jonico awogi want want okay like six or three yeah, it's three be leaving right now <laughs> no i'm the nation guy. is awake okay. now yeah is is um what about the cooking you prefer doing the cooking yourself Prefer is not the word I'd use, uh-huh. but when it needs to be done, I do it. You and it, it turns out I make okay foods. Okay. I, I, I thought I cook for survival. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting feedback. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Oh, this things are nice. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> are, are there like meals for particular things? Like when you want to say sorry, I kill with this one to say I'm sorry. No, no, there's no, I, I don't do not that. Not just the, yet. The meals, okay. not 
yet. <laughs> no, but but yeah. it's a mix. It's, I I cook sometimes, she cooks sometimes, yeah. and but it'll mostly be her. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, she cooks. I'm a I think I'm a terrible cook. Yeah. I don't enjoy cooking at all. Reason being is that uh, I think growing up, uh, I never used to cook. My elder brother used to cook. My role was just to wash dishes. So yeah. if you have dishes. Give me the dishes, I, I will you. do them. Mm. But mm. Uh, cooking, it's a little bit ishish. But mm. she's an amazing yeah. cook, so give it yeah. up. This Come ties on. back um, to not wanting to wash dishes. <laughs> we see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make uh, sense now. I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm with Brian. Um, my wife and I have, uh, she, she loves cooking to start with. She's very, she likes cooking. Like it's her therapy. It, it's literally therapeutic for her. Yeah. It's cathartic. Um, so she enjoys it so much and she cooks a few days a week. And on the other hand, like Brian, I'm a terrible cook and I'm something I'm trying to work on. The best, <laughs> the best thing I make is maybe a smoothie. Yeah. And, and she That's doesn't even like them. Where is the heat? Yeah, the heat. The heat. Um, the heat. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll put the oven on as I make the smoothie. Let me go to the weirdest one, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just yet. Uh, I've, well, yeah, but clearly the three of you are all bearded. Who leaves the most hairs on the sink? That's me. That that is That's you. That's me. Is I'm okay. a hairy person. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. You? She does. She does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Kavande. I I think I used to, but uh-huh. now I don't comb my beard or hair okay. most times. Yeah. So I, I don't. And, and what's the etiquette? Is there like uh, once you leave your whatever, mm. you clean up? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You have to. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, it's explode. Yeah. It's a problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've been wondering why my sink is now like really dark. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there must be some etiquette after you clean your beard. Mm-hmm. You clean up. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that will be the surprise yeah. for me. <laughs> Taka, this is marriage. Gross. Asante. Yeah. Yo guys, you've been dope. Yeah. You have been dope. Caribou. It's been a Thank you so much session. for making time. I, I think there's been some incredible lessons from your journeys um and and to our audiences out there if you're listening and um you know you're just trying to figure out life um especially as a man um to figure out what steps you need to take at what point you need to make um that next move if you have to if you want to um then i hope this has been helpful for you for sure for yeah. sure Maze. and uh just to call it back to some soccer's episode maybe at times we also have to think at it uh, uh, of it from an angle of the this beautiful human beings that are our wives are not married to us we are actually the ones honored to 100 percent to them yeah. i am i am like from just from how sam soko defined it I, I think more and more i see it every day mm. i am not um i am not the treasure here yeah in so many ways yeah um she's for sure and and so um, i am tracy's husband there you go mm. There you go. And big up to all the wives here. And oh yeah, eh, you too, potential wife. I see you. I see you, Mazem. <laughs> For you. <laughs> Listening to this podcast, it's Ilianza Naka Selfie. Ilianza Naurafiki. So let's keep talking. But otherwise, this is to our future selves. To many, many years of happy marriage, a beautiful life for all you guys. Asante Nisana for coming through. And these are the beginnings. Mm. May you look at this season in your lives and even listen to this episode many years from now and think it's been beautiful. Yeah. And we wish you sun rays and, 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 and all the goodness from the union. 
Absolutely. Thank and you and so as much. you get into fatherhood, hopefully at some point, um, you know, um, you know, maybe who knows? We'll have another episode that focuses on your graduation into fatherhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wish you all the best, and thank you so much for your gems and um, your openness to sharing with whoever will be listening to this episode. Like Mato said, either now or in twenty seventy three. There you go. Yeah, Thanks. Honored. Um, and to audiences, thank you so much yeah. for, for keeping um, us company. Thank you so much for listening whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. Um, again, we hope that you've learned. And remember, as we say, um, if you're not busy being born, then you're probably not living. I have been your host, Kegordu. Commander. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Do look out for more from us. For now, Kwaheri.